0: Hello my dittos and welcome to the second episode of our bonus episode series in the between season break. We've done it a bit out of order because we haven't had time to record our bonus reflect episode uh, for the final arc of season one foul play, but we will be doing that very soon. So this episode was meant to come in two weeks' time, but we're releasing it now, Uh, and it is the end-of-series chat, almost the season one as a whole kind of catch-up. We're checking in with the characters and how we feel, and your worst fears are being realised, because it is as pretentious as it sounds. But we hope you are invested enough in the podcast and the characters themselves to forgive us this uh, misgiving and indulge us for a little bit as we talk. As if uh, our characters are those of Dickens, Chaucer, um, Shakespeare and Leavesley. But yes, this is the episode where Stu tries to interrogate us a bit and make us actually think a bit harder about what we're doing rather than just making it all up on the spot and pretending like it's all fine when we need to actually think about bigger things about our characters' lives.
1: Okay, so one I ask some some questions and then maybe we could do one where like characters like ask each other a question. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, let's start with Theo to my left. Okay. So, looking back on our first three arcs, uh what has been the biggest challenge for your character? I think
2: the biggest challenge for Theo so far has been the fact that, considering that they are a trained Pokemon statistician, all they do is fail. Um, (laughs) I think the toughest challenge for Theo so far has been that Theo is a character of order and precision and absolutely none of the situations we have been in have called for either order or precision. In fact, the virtue of all of these situations is that we have to improvise. And as the series has gone on, I think Theo has got better at being able to read rooms and act uh, and choose the greater good every time which is fundamentally who Theo is but being able to apply those philosophies of Theo to responding to rooms instead of just going let me check the rule book
1: oh cool okay so he's got more able to think on their feet yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. great okay uh, Kenny what's been well
3: Ali playing Kenny um, <laughs> what's been Kenny's biggest challenge Um, kind of alluded to it towards the end but it's kind of staying on track I think Kenny's found himself very easily distracted um, and and I think Kenny's liked having it. He had this initial goal, and then it sort of got warped a little bit because he felt comfortable in the with with the new situation and the new people that he met, and he he suddenly felt kind of useful and sort of quite liked that. And so I think uh, Kenny need, almost needed a bit of a, an eye opener. And I, as a player, have been quite guilty of kind of forgetting that. As much as anything, and not wanting to sort of stop the narrative of what we're, what we're going and where we're going by go, by thinking, I oh know Kenny doesn't want to do that because actually I think it is kind of in his character to be like, I finally actually have what I would consider friends that are outside of my family, and you know what? There's sometimes people just want to do things because because they like going with the flow and they they don't want to sort of rock the boat too much, and I think uh, yeah, Kenny struggles to remember why he's. Why he left home so yeah Kenny's struggling Ken, to yeah. maintain
1: focus yeah I mean yeah. Kenny,
3: Kenny's we literally haven't even like touched on Kenny's backstory at all like the audience never we don't know anything about where Kenny grew up haven't ment- really mentioned his hometown whereas obviously we know quite a lot about you guys and that's been quite a conscious decision from me and from Kenny mm. um, both and- because I don't have any answers and also <laughs> because uh, Kenny I think Tries to avoid, tries to avoid yeah. his past. Cool. Yeah, I I'd...
0: think the main thing about Kenny is, as well, is that the only thing about Kenny's backstory that we've looked at, or we, what we think we know about Kenny's backstory, of what Kenny's told us, um, is his sister. Like that one singular mm. incident yeah. with his sister, that's pretty much just defined the whole thing. Like almost nothing else. Everything else is a closed book. Almost nothing else. Kenny to me feels like is worth talking about or relevant to him.
2: Yeah, we did have the flashback to the early instances of benign powers back in the Mind Palace, but but again, like still that vacuum of how did that turn to to
3: violence? But like he has he has his he comes from a place, and we just haven't even like Kenny hasn't even mentioned it. I
2: feel like also as as Theo in relation to Kenny, I feel like increasingly the need for the two of us to sit down and have a chat is increasingly growing and we because we're finally not on the run (laughs) there's actually maybe the opportunity for us to sit down and actually as as we addressed at the end of arc three Hmm. um there's a lot about both of us that gets galvanized the moment we sit down and talk about so because the only real moment of like communicating about it was the mind palace back on the beach
3: yeah yeah
2: since then we've yeah. been too busy beating up children and.
3: <laughs> but, but, but that's being up that, by other children. But, but oh, okay. like but but that was I don't think that's I don't feel like that should be criticised. No I, I no, genu- no, I genuinely feel like everything that happened happened organically and intentionally. Like we didn't we didn't chat about it. Yeah, for sure. Because like Kenny didn't want to because he was like, oh, this person that I just met that tried to help me. Now needs my help
2: Yeah So I'm not gonna
3: I'm not gonna sort of go No You can't run from the paladins Because I need to talk to you Instead we're gonna stay here And you're gonna Help me I don't feel like That's his character No absolutely
1: I feel like Kenny's Actual thrust For the All three arcs Has been like Social Big time In in every arc He's been People have been saying I really trust I feel like I trust you You give off good energy He's made friends Barry You know Theo uh, Brandy Groundskeeper Billy, Barnab- Barnabas Timms, <laughs> yeah, Barnaby, Barnabus. Sorry, Barnabus. He's been gone for so long. He's been gone
3: for so long. Who are the fans? It's just a no. Difference. You're 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 totally right. He's he's a young guy, like with suddenly hasn't had much of a social
1: life. Before. Even even in uh, in the Pokemon League, when Hannah was clearly upset, Kenny's first instinct was to comfort and to mm. build a relationship. Gertie. Goody.
0: Goody. Goody. Oh fan oh, favourite no, right. Goody. Yeah sorry really... Gurdy and Barnaby sorry, Tims Have had it the exact same all this
1: About, about oh, Barnaby is my character I love Barnaby But the minute yeah. it's,
3: it's because he came up with Barnaby So he's yeah, always yeah. going to remember it
1: Right Brandy <laughs>
3: <laughs> Which moves us nicely on to What's your favourite Brandon of muesli? <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be Alpen Right <laughs> Are there other brands?
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> like, a strong question to Wait, ask. Wait, Troy's <laughs> uh, No, Brandy, what, uh, what's been your biggest challenge so far? As Tom speaking rather than Brandy, yeah. Yeah, please don't speak as Brandy. No, not
3: in character. <laughs> no. no. In the mind of, but We're having not in a lovely the voice. break from that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Well, that's noted. Uh, Brandy's biggest challenge so far, I think, has been dealing with the responsibility of being. A decision maker effectively having autonomy or feeling like she's had autonomy for the first time in ages because her whole life pretty much has been at school where she had a pretty good time at school I don't think it was neither bad nor good and then going out with the Pokemon Champion and following him on his you know accompanying someone on their big adventure very much being slowly pushed to the periphery uh, and just feeling completely out of control Then moving back home You know, the first decision she properly made for herself Was to not watch Gary Smokes' final match For the Pokemon League Championship And just went home And then sort of didn't make any Just lived with mum And wasn't really sure what to do So has now struggled with the concept of having to do things To act, be active and sort of say Oh, I need to do this And also dealing with be, not being not very good at that <laughs> Basically dealing with
1: failing At making des- her decisions leading to bad things yes. Or losing Often it feels like Brandy has been the sort of de facto leader of, mm-hmm. of of this of of the action in many in many respects. She was the one who strode out of of whiskey's Delios um, towards the square. She was the one who. Um,
0: and I think that's because
1: <laughs> now I've yeah, got, did other push a, got pushed down a flight of stairs. That's <laughs> procedurally. Okay. Came yeah, up with the banister. Exactly.
0: <laughs> led the trio to a huge win against Calico. That's right. Led, Wait, the, I, led I, the trio. I led the trio. Just
3: remember that. He I think that was heck, taking on Rowlet, really.
0: really. jumping in front of, of
2: Willowisp was quite. Ju- was jumping
0: doing. in front of a Hydreigon to save her mother was I very think heroic. I knew we did that. Actually. Yeah, well done. Okay, okay. Wimpy was very good.
3: But but I think what you allude to there Stu with that is that actually I don't think that comes naturally to Prandy but being with the companions that she is maybe they are rudderless and 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 so could and so need someone need someone who just to to sort of shepherd them in the right direction I,
0: I, I completely agree because love Kenny Kenny is very airy fairy goes where the wind takes him not necessarily going to make an active decision immediately in a moment Theo most cynical person out there will question everything that's happening at one time rather than Mm. necessarily being able to react to it although as you've said Theo's gotten much better at actually engaging with situations as they come and adapting in that way and sort of I think Brandy then feels that she's got to jump step into that leadership role and try and g the team up to do something but then having said that, I also think that's due to the fact that Brandy doesn't have as, let's say, a mystical backstory or things of that nature. Like, Kenny's got a lot going on, a lot of baggage. There's a lot of dark powers that affect your decisions and what you do, and it's that's almost probably a, a reason for some of the indecision, is that if you do make a decision and try and act, it could go horribly wrong. Yeah, And, you know, Theo... In the same way, you've been excommunicated, you're sort of rudderless from your whole goal, you're chasing something that may or may not exist. There's a lot of big ideas. Whereas Brandy says very much like, I need money to fix Surfloat Town, and I'm gonna be- the best way to do that is become the Pokemon champion. It's almost the simplicity of her goal allows her to
3: be more leadership in that way. I yeah. like that. What um, I what I find really interesting, jumping slightly off that, but actually leaning about Theo is we've hinted at these sort of Escapades that Theo took away from the church yeah. that have never really been touched yeah, upon. Mm. But that's really, like, Theo must have kind of led those, presumably, and now has kind of, and now is very much not sort of leading on one in the same way. Although I would say that if, if Theo did leave the
0: church to go on these escapades or whatever, Theo at least has the safety net of the church there. yeah to go back to but now we're sort of playing zero safety net you can't go back to the church and is
3: also on their biggest mission of all to basically find the the holy relic of that church find the artist also I
1: feel like I feel like Theo did most of these escapades alone yes I would agree with that yeah (laughs) Yeah. probably the
0: biggest change in the The
2: escapades (laughs) and I think that also like Theo is definitely a Theo is an authority, but an authority that's born out of um, stoicism rather than out of action. Like that is mm. that is the thing that makes Theo. Theo, it's it's a questioning, it's a pausing, it's a stopping, which is not particularly a dynamic, which is again appropriate to most of the situations we've been in so far. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Who or what do you feel most attached to?
2: Well, Heron, my best friend, obviously.
0: <laughs>
1: um. Heron,
0: Aster, the scoliopede. The list could go on. Pretty much anyone other Calico. than us two, really.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not connected to the scoliopede. I just did a great voice for That's the Scholopede. true. That's uh, true. This distinctly is true. different phenomena. Um, um, I mean, I guess Theo's strongest connection so far... Theo's strongest connection so far has probably been to Aster. Like, which is not particularly useful in this particular situation. No, but- no,
0: that's- no, no, Asta's here. Asta?
2: <laughs> I think Theo's connection so far has been strongest with her because she's the first character that we've met since the fall of the Tower who is an, who is an academic, who is an adult, who is somebody who is in the same realm as Theo. So we've seen Theo at their most comfortable with her. Lives by
0: rules and laws her rules and laws are science and facts in this case yeah and absolutely. That makes, yeah she is the first character probably yeah in the whole of yeah no one no one in the first arc lived by that code yeah. at all <laughs> lived by any rule of
1: law
2: although by the end of arc two i think theo had very uh clearly made it aware that they were happy to be learning to behave differently via um brandy and via and via kenny that's definitely something that Theo is learning and leaning towards. Them. and I think Theo is very affectionately uh, cynical towards the two of them. but I think that I think that slowly but surely there is a strong bond forming between all of them, but I think that what's what's different there is that Theo and Brandy's is probably more fundamentally natural while Theo and Kenny's has an artificial aspect to it. And that we have a conversation that needs to be had, a journey yeah. that we are going on. And that sits there kind yeah. of like, meanwhile, me and Brandy have just become friends because we're on this journey together. Like this one is like, yeah. we've become friends, but also we need to remember that there is a very fundamental crux. Because
3: I've been, I've been sort of, I mean, in my head, which of the two? And I would, I would say exactly the same, that actually Kenny would be more inclined towards Brandy because with Theo, there's almost this, I'm I, he's almost reluctant to talk to you because man if you don't have the answers and I I came out to seek with you like what 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 the hell that's terrifying there's, that you might not help there's, and
0: there's pressure on that relationship yeah. there's no pressure on the brandy Kenny relationship or the brandy thea relationship it's yeah. just sort of there's no uh, there's no hidden agenda or anything like that there's nothing looming over other conversations we have to have it's just yeah. chatting
2: yeah. and I think also fundamentally for Theo and Brandy's relationship as well is that we're both the straight men in this dynamic yeah very true as well so we're often the two we're often the the Misty and the Brock stood with a sweat bead running down the side of our faces whilst, whilst Kenny goes off and <laughs> takes his clothes takes off, his clothes off
1: and- you guys need to jump in some more pools of water I'm telling you it's very refreshing <laughs> Um, Brandy what has changed most about your relationship with your Pokémon?
0: Me and Scrupey have been on a journey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll <gonna> be honest. <laughs> no. um, I think obviously the relation her main relationship in terms of Pokémon is with Wimpy, and I think that relationship has has deepened in her mind because I think she only realised during the second arc when Buneary lost to Heron and then again lost to Skirupi. She had very much been superficially believing in Wimpy's confidence and Wimpy's go get attitude, and sort of felt like she didn't have to worry about Wimpy. She just felt like Wimpy was the partner that was going to win the Pokemon League with her. She could lean on Wimpy. Wimpy would always be there as a rock. But suddenly, seeing the confidence shaken, she's realised that Wimpy is a deeper character than necessarily she
1: had she thought before. And in terms of, like how she saw Wimpy initially. Now, obviously, we know that she saved Wimpy the Buneary um, when Gary Smoke cast him aside as a useless, weak, pathetic Pokemon, which we assume happened at some point during uh, Gary's Pokemon journey. Is that correct? That would be correct, That would be correct, yes. That would be correct, yes. Yeah. yes. that would be correct. Now, did she save Wimpy the Buneary seeing potential in him, or did she save Wimpy the Buneary simply out of pity? I think it was actually out of pity. It, it, I think
0: it was it was, the, it was the feeling of, you know, I could be reading too far into this, but I felt that Gary discarded Wimpy very much towards the end of his Pokemon journey. Mm-hmm. Very much went, because he'd done this before with other Pokemon. Oh, I can't tell you the number of Strainums. Jeltics, <laughs> Bellsprouts <laughs> that have been strewed across <laughs> Formia because they weren't good enough. But I think this is coming to the end. Gary was coming, approaching the Pokemon League, almost, I would say, and was catching Pokemon, you know, trying to get a final, you know, addition to the team, caught this Beneary and just was like, actually, no, they're rubbish. They're You know, he's, he's terrible, weak, don't need him. And it was that feeling as Brandy, I imagine, looked around at all the other cheerleaders who were probably prettier, smarter, well, maybe, not, maybe not smarter, <laughs> but more acrobatic. Had more a lot more pep than her at that point, And, you know, arguably probably loved Gary more at that point, And almost saw herself being discarded for not being good enough for Gary. And that, I think, struck a real chord where she thought, you know what? Because I don't think she stepped in then and there for Buneary. I think she left with the group as well and then came back to pick up Buneary. to just be like, no, you know, you have... You have worth. There wasn't anything about Beneria's potential or anything like that. She she just picked Beneria up to say, no, you are worth something, and in doing so, telling herself that she was worth
1: something.
3: Well, it's interesting then that that's why he's still called Wimpy.
0: <laughs>
3: it's, you know it's kind of
1: like he's owned that now. Yeah, it's yeah, it's very yeah. much. But apparent. that would have
3: been your that would have been your as his trainer's decision.
0: Well, I I think that was Gary's nickname for the, the Baneri once he caught it and then released yeah no no like,
3: I, I get that so but that's the justification as to why you didn't name him something more heroic strongy was that whilst obviously <laughs> yeah whilst as, as as Stu said Wimpy owns it but you, you're you also owning it yourself
0: yeah exactly i have almost feeling that same thing yeah. that I've, you know Brandon, he, Gary and-
3: might have even called you a wimp at some point and then Exactly, oh, well, or useless, or you know, th- whiny,
2: hysterical. <laughs> yeah, those are some choice ones. Yeah, yeah. Just Spotty, some, yes. just <laughs> Smelly. <laughs> unpleasant to be around. Poorly dressed.
0: Right,
1: Baniere, <laughs> double kick a mouth. <laughs> Ali, Kenny, yes. What is Kenny's biggest fear right now, and has it changed since the start of the campaign?
3: Nope, it's still uh, that he could cause irreversible irreparable damage to his loved ones if kenny if kenny's if kenny bumped into his family can he run away from home without telling anyone anything if they're looking for him and they find him he'd sprint in the opposite direction it's almost it's quite a lot for him to be staying with theo and brandy because he doesn't love us <laughs> i would be intrigued well i'd be intrigued if that if that's
2: a change in that maybe the number of people included in the fear has grown
3: yeah probably it, yeah we'll have. it will have had it's uh, he's not obviously. I, as a player, wouldn't run away from the other two. Otherwise, that'd be boring. Um, but now, definitely, if something were to happen, if you two had been around when Kenny rolls, you know, rolled a failure in that high dragon in the stadium, stadium, hmm. I, he could have attacked one of you two. Yeah, and then there would have been basically a bigger fear would have come to life again.
0: So, do you think Kenny is now constantly fighting this internal struggle? Because, as Stu said in the last question. Lots of people find Kenny very endearing. Lots of people want to be friends with Kenny. And Kenny, as you said in the first and second arc, has sort of been reciprocating it and yet then has to pull back yeah. to almost remember and reset. So there's actually this horrible struggle by people thinking that Kenny's a lovely guy, but Kenny's sort of saying, no, I'm, I'm actually horrible. Not personally. Yeah,
3: no. well, Kenny just hates himself. God. Really does. It's kind of why he's so inclined to like other people because he just doesn't really have. It's really sad, but he doesn't have any more hate so, to give.
0: Oh, it must be tough said. basing a character on yourself so, <laughs>
1: so much. But yeah, I get it. So what? So he's so sort of afraid of his own spending time on his own that he constantly
3: sort of gravit- gravitates yeah, to other people. Yeah, because I don't really think he's he's not stuck to any one person. Hmm. Y- yes, his Pokemon, obviously, but like. He's fluctuated between sort of people within the group, and as 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 a trio, has not really sort of spent any one-on-one time with any sustained people. I mean, ironically, the person he did most was probably Barry yes. in that party. And look how that turned out. Oh, um, I miss I miss Kenny and Barry. <laughs> I really do. Those two episodes. That reunion so going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it. Yeah, I, and and I guess so. And I think Kenny will probably hopefully learn to sort of control what he is and then be totally happy and comfortable with with letting people in more and spending more time with them and accepting those that he cares about and that's probably why he's not distancing himself from brandy and Theo mm. um, but ultimately Tom you are right like he doesn't love the two of you as much as he loves his family well almost the relationship
0: with Theo I would I was almost at the point of still at business level (laughs) it's very much like you need something from Theo Theo wants something from you Mm. Brandy's I would say we're more on a friendship level but it's not I would say it's massively above that of business
3: yeah but Kenny does Kenny would Kenny doesn't have a business level Kenny doesn't have a business level he also (laughs) he also would would trust Theo unquestionably You know, without he would he finds Theo incredibly reliable. Ironically, Theo
1: would hate because (laughs) Theo's all about questions. Yeah, so to find anything unquestionable, is mad. Has Kenny met anyone so far that he he wouldn't trust?
3: No, not really. I mean, Frey. I think he's now sort of realizing that. That 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 people are untrustworthy. But for he did sure. he did
1: call on Frey quite a few times. He did call on Frey. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. That's he true. did.
3: It wasn't I don't it wasn't until we were in that chamber yeah. and he saw Frey and he's not an idiot. He he's not stupid. Yeah. He's a bit he's a bit naive, but he's not, he's not dumb. Thick, no. So he went, Okay, there's a common denominator here yeah. between yeah, these yeah. big dramatic events and that this scares post. me that yeah. I was in a room next to her and told her that I was but of do you think that she people.
0: may be seen as you know, I almost I almost would think that Kenny would see someone as um misunderstood like him. Of all of us, I feel like Kenny would be the person to see the to not see the bad in see a person. The good in some, yeah. He would see the good in someone yeah. r- just because bad. you just because you know you because if you do that then like you, you are admitting yeah. Yeah, yeah. You are very mm-hmm. much admitting to yourself that you are entirely bad with no redeeming
1: features. That's, yeah. that's an interesting point. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Quickfire ones. Yeah, yeah. Quick fire ones. Um, Do we need it? That's got to be Bullet Seed.
3: Oh. oh. Bullet. Oh, no.
1: yeah.
0: Thanks for that though. <laughs> didn't deserve it.
1: <laughs> no, it didn't. Quick claw, quick claw. The quick claw question. Quick claw. Quick questions. Mm. We'll, we'll Extreme speed, speed questions. All right. Extreme so I'll, give, I'll, give, I'll give. I'll give them to everyone, but we we'll just we'll make these a bit snappier. Um, okay. Who's uh, first? Who's first, first? Who's first on the chopping block? <laughs> uh, let's go, Brandy. You're in my eyesight so. Okay. Okay. Uh, Brandy. Uh, I'm ready. Brandy, what's been what's been your favourite moment with your Pokemon so far?
0: Uh, just just hitting a Metapod. <laughs> Veneary hitting the metapod repeatedly. She knew she was gonna win. Wimpy knew he was gonna win, and that was just a joyous moment of like, you know, both in harmony. Great.
1: Beating up a <laughs> beating up a small a thing bug. that couldn't defend itself. <laughs> um Kenny, what's been your favourite moment with your Pokemon? Uh
3: Blue tie. Oh. I think I think realising that actually this is a good Pokemon. This is a powerful Pokemon. I know the type advantage helped,
1: but um, um yeah. Theo, your favourite moment with your Pokemon?
2: I think it's probably going to be when we all took on the Paladins in the Desert Biodome. I think that was probably the only moment of harmony and success that we ever had.
0: Nice, nice. Um, Okay. For a second, I thought you were going to mention Sea Waddle, but you didn't. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Who's Sea Waddle? Love that joke it's just, It gets me every time Poor, poor creature There's going to be a full release episode isn't there Where, where suddenly we find a Sea Waddle sanctuary And you don't even release Sea Waddle Because you forget you have it <laughs> You get
1: two arcs down the road Oh god, should
0: have released Sea Waddle
1: uh, Brandy, what's been your favourite aspect of the world? Probably the church
0: I think the church is a very cool Aspect, yeah, the the church and the whole system of it going up in uh, a e i u o, Mm -hmm. the idea of there being an o above everything that controls the slowpoke transmitters, the idea that there's this slow king prophecy, secret tapestries under the library, it's just absolutely bonkers, but great, but I think that's probably our most personally, I, I find that the most creative part of the world that I think you know paladins there's so much more there as well but I just don't think it's it, I don't think we're done with the church and I don't think we will ever be because it just feels that so much stuff can come out of it
1: uh, Ali favorite aspect of the world
3: I I, I really enjoyed um, how the uh, Elite Four came to be Great, actually I really enjoyed I, I, I love the justification behind how it all happens and how it all we kind of Makes sense of the gym system without it being a hindrance um, to like any of our storylines, and why they even became to be popular and how that formed, and also how the Pokemon League monopolized everything. Uh, and it, it makes sense that these are the four most powerful, therefore the most trusted, and also kind of maybe the most scared a little bit trainers because you know people aren't going to argue against. People that could wipe out their Pokemon with ease. David, favourite aspect of the world?
2: I've got to say it's the, the privatisation of the entire world via... The Pokemon League, just because I feel like that's a that's a dark web and vault. Oh, I was going to say I was going to be like, guess who David's voting for on Thursday? He <laughs> loves the privatisation of public <laughs> services. Well, I like the nationalisation of public <laughs> services. Vote Jeremy Corbyn. But um, no, I at the current the moment, the Pokemon League is basically virgin. Like that's yeah, like basically yeah. that's what they've done. They've like bought every public Such service. Disney, yeah. 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 yeah, 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 and Facebook all rolled into one. Thank you, former employers. And um, I find it fascinating.
1: Uh, great. Um. Okay. This one little bit little more not not negative but just sort of like what can we do to improve David what is what that. is what is one aspect of your character that you think you could define better
2: um, I think uh, the actual scholarly knowledge because we've currently been in situations where, where Theo wouldn't have any ability to really have background or exposition but I think actually Theo's greatest role is to be able to provide exposition authority scholarship education I'd like that to become more of a thing
1: Great. So next time something random comes up, I will ask you to tell me all about it. Okay. Well, we can do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Ali, one aspect of your character you think you could define better?
3: His history. I should do be better. I should know, uh, Kenny's childhood better and weave that in more. He was a farmer, he was a botanist. That hasn't been seen since arc one. <laughs> um, I think he is quite earthy. And actually, surprisingly practical, and um, a bit more crunchy. Yeah. Yeah. When they're, when they're going, yeah. And, and I've not been like that enough, in my Great. opinion.
1: Um, Tom, one aspect of your character, you think you could define better?
0: The one thing I probably would want to define more about Brandy is her moral code, because I don't. I'm not necessarily sure what Brandy would do when given a hard moral choice. But then I'm I'm loath to define it outside of gameplay, Until just because it- I feel like the I'll make a better decision when faced with it. So for example i'm I'm thinking specifically at the example of her trying to take retribution on Andros for pushing her down the stairs by offering him up almost to uh, this evil team that had destroyed her hometown. There was a lot going on in Brandy's mind at that point, and I think for a, a woman who went back for a Beneri stranded in the middle of nowhere to you know save save him compared to that Brandy there's a lot you know does she want the money and want to survive want to rebuild Surfloat Town more than keeping any form of moral code intact so that would be what I would define better
1: last thing we'll do um, in character Kenny 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 ask Brandy a question Brandy asked Theo a question Theo asked Kenny a question Sure.
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh God.
0: Um, go on, Kenny. I'm an open book. Anything you want.
2: I heard mention of books.
3: <laughs> do we have to do this in order? Because nope, I don't no, necessarily not. have anyone.
0: Who's got a question for
2: who? I mean, I love questions. So uh, go on. I've set myself up here. Um,
1: it doesn't. It doesn't have to be an you know, absolute.
0: Can... I want a, just a pinpoint question. I want.
2: I think my. I think that Theo. I've. I the question that I have for for Kenny, is uh. Is how are yours and my powers connected and how are they different do I
3: have to answer in character yeah <laughs> I don't think Kenny's got a good answer no I don't think he does <laughs> I think that um, you have knowledge of where these things come from so they we're twisting essentially twisting time and space and a lot of these are based in what Pokemon Can already do, and you have more of a knowledge of Pokemon than I do. So I see answers in your knowledge of Pokemon. How does my Rowlet conjure leaves out of thin air and attack people with the wind? I don't know, but you might, and I think that's how you're able to manipulate the elements around us to do what you want more because you've studied how the Pokemon do it. Whereas I haven't. Mine just I just wave my arms and something happens. <laughs> God, I've never been so jealous in my life. <laughs> I have a I have a, oh, yeah, I have a question yeah. for you, Brandy.
0: Yeah.
3: Um Are you scared of me?
0: Um Brandy's speaking behind a Full metal sheet uh, this is she's, in hazmat, she's in a hazmat She's in a hazmat it. Hazmat suit uh, Kenny's tied up <laughs> Just very much not allowed to move uh, I'm not I'm not scared of you Kenny I'm scared of whatever Is inside of you Or what you could do But I'm not scared of Kenny Like Kenny wouldn't hurt a fly Gone. To me Exactly, and would make terrible puns in that way. That's what Kenny does. But I'm definitely scared that you don't understand more about what you can do or what this thing is that you can't seem to control. That's what scares me rather than... Okay. I love the mullets.
3: Good. Melissa was great.
0: Me and Melissa used to hang out all the time. Yeah, why didn't I ask you something about Melissa? Oh, yeah. I don't (laughs) know what she's doing now. I have no idea. But I want to ask Theo something. So Theo, you spent a lot of time, teaching, battling, and strategy. Oh. Did you ever teach anyone how to win a Pokemon battle? Did you ever cover winning or sort of doing anything effective? Because I, I just haven't seen that. I wonder if you're holding that back.
2: <laughs> Theo, uh, during this conversation, has a piece of parchment in a pocket with a very crudely drawn brandy on it that they just continue to crunch up and crunch down and crunch up. And crunched down And at that moment uh, Theo uh, After calming themselves down uh, Theo says um, You know Brandy um, This might be difficult for a person Who uh, actively wants to become the Pokemon champion And lost in the first round of a Pokemon contest at a school um,
3: I'm sensing some tension here But um I'm
0: not surprised He's- <laughs> They've been gone an hour <laughs> We've been sat in a room waiting for this comeback <laughs>
3: Sometimes, uh,
2: sometimes, uh, if you if you lose in a intriguing and original and inventive <laughs> way, what it does is teach you more about battling than losing in an obvious and and using pound against a Porygon kind of way. Meditite, Do you know what I mean? Meditite. Thank you, meditate.
0: I think we can both agree that we're both doing that then. <laughs>
2: No, I think I could agree that I'm doing that. You've had some, I mean, there's just been some solid, just kind of heads busting. You know, if you use more interesting, unusual move combinations, <laughs> maybe. I'll still lose. <laughs> I mean, yes, you would still lose, but you'd learn more from the experience, which is what all of my students always lose, lost to me all the time, just would lose constantly to me in Metatite. So you claim. <laughs> well, all my students are dead, Randy. So
0: how convenient. <laughs> difficult to ask Whoa. them questions
2: there, isn't it? Uh-huh. Well, unless you unless you want to bring them back with our kooky friends' powers. I don't know how far they extend. Well, he's got
0: a new move called Seance, so why don't we... <laughs> no, I do have a real question for Theo. Okay. Um... If the church came back right now and Mm -hmm. said, Theo, we made a huge mistake, would you ditch us and go back?
2: No, I wouldn't. No, I think that uh, although I don't know the true depths of who and what the church is, what it splintered from, how it became what it is, how it's got the power it's had, how far these powers go, what is clear is that the lengths they will go to protect something are lengths that I will not go to, that all the people I once allied myself with have clearly exposed that they hated the church as much as I think I'm beginning to. And I think what I'm beginning to realise is that although they were always asking questions, at some point you kind of have to seek an answer. And I was ready for that answer and the church wasn't willing to give it to me.
0: Final question. Shag, marry, kill. Tyler... Aster, Calico,
2: go. How about four way? <laughs>
0: right. Okay. Not an option. But uh, I'm, the church does teach some I'm, interesting things.
2: <laughs> listen, the church is a very sexually liberal faith. I mean, it teaches non-binary gender practices. It's just a simple basis of its faith. I mean, it's basically basically the future, especially San Francisco with better buildings.
0: <laughs> a forcing with those three also feels like a, another way for Theo to lose. So you know. Play to your strengths. Um,
2: so Shag Marry Kill. Um uh, kill Brandy. Um kill Brandy. Kill Brandy. Um, I'm gonna shag Ah uh, What's what what's what's Shagging? Is that some Meditite doesn't meditate it like meditate <laughs> <it's like> med- <laughs> it, like
1: med- Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 Aster. Yeah, 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 I we gonna have to marry Tyler. Tyler, be a bad lay. <laughs> Shag Tyler, marry Asta, kill Calico, because he did try and kill us.
0: Killico. Killico, yeah.
2: Nice. Why didn't we come up with that? Because we're all losers.
0: <laughs> True. I have no more questions for Theo. No questions. <laughs> I know I asked three questions for Theo. No, you asked one
2: question and two stupid, <laughs> stupid Yeah, I had a jokes.
3: question, but I didn't matter anymore. You more. have a question. No, no, one you was for question. Theo. Okay. Um, why do you think I was told to find you? I was given a note that said, find Theo. Oh, yeah.
0: Mm. In the
3: first episode. (laughs) The what? (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> the lost episode. <laughs> um, I think you were probably told. I mean, it's difficult to know without knowing who pointed you in my direction. Well, it was part- me, baby.
1: It's General Phillips. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, no, General Phillips. Why are you in our tent? No, <laughs> oh, maybe,
3: maybe that's a better question. Who do you think would have told me to find you? Well, it would have had to have been
2: somebody who knew that I was an exceptional member of the Church Academic well, that's Committee. Quite hard to believe. I was going to say, uh, I,
3: was
0: gonna, I don't think we've found that character. Yet. Can we go to the ends of the earth? <laughs> <laughs> must have been psychic because <laughs> I feel like all this all this stuff happens in the future. When so. did this
3: become the roast of me? <laughs> I was gonna say. I I, I tried to ask genuine I, questions.
2: I would say that it must have been it must have been somebody who knew that I was already beginning to show signs of deviance from the church. Mm. So it's somebody who understands that for me and for the people around me, there was something more important than. Blind worship of a faith and we could learn more about it, which suggests that something in you holds the key to what I need to achieve myself.
3: Interesting.
0: Hmm. I think it was Drungfisk.
3: <laughs> oh, Brandy, you're still here. I wonder oh, if it was Asta. Maybe we should oh, sorry, go back find to Brandy. No, we're
0: not going back to Asta. Don't need more examples of your deviance.
1: <laughs> uh, Wimpy has a question.
0: Burn! Burn, burn, burn! Burn, burn, burn! Wow, I did not think your shag marry kill would go that way. But yeah, I, I agree. I Me agree. too. Yeah.
3: I Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: You, got, you understood? Of course.
3: It was very well acted out. Very
0: well acted. <laughs> I don't know if I wanted to see Mermodon's Mr. Mime visualised in that way. But you know what, Baliri? Whatever you're into, you're into.
1: Kabuto would be thrilled. Kabuto.
0: Kabuto, how long have you been in the corner there?
2: Kabuto. I can't remember which egg groups you both belong to, so I'm just going <laughs> to leave this (laughs) take an improvement
0: receive a Pokemon egg (laughs) (laughs) and with that we fade away Impressive you made it to the end of that. You listened to us talk about fictional characters as if they were great works of literature for, for a good 40 minutes there, so I can only thank you. If you've got a character that you think could add to this world and we could also interrogate us thoroughly, um, please send them in to criticalditto at gmail.com and we'll cover them in one of the mid-sections in series two. I will say there is a, a backlog. We are very slow. We've ha- we've got more characters coming in than we're able to cover currently but that's fine we're doing quite well and and a lot of the characters we do cover have appeared in the in the actual podcast which is wonderful um also as i mentioned at the beginning of this episode we are doing the reflect for foul play very soon we're recording that so if you do have any questions about foul play specifically as an arc any loose ends that you think haven't been covered or want to know a bit more detail about what took place in certain aspects i know i i sure do please Email critical at gmail.com or check us out on Twitter and message us there at criticalditto. Or of course you can join our Discord where there is a special a special sub section called Reflect Questions where you could submit a question there and we will cover it in our recording session. Enough about that. Thanks very much, of course, to Glitchx City and Braxton Burks for the music choices. The music we've been able to use for all of Series 1 and these bonus episodes. I'm super excited about Series 2. It's coming soon. And as I say, the next episode will be a bonus reflect on foul play. And after that, we will be doing a recap of Series 1 to help people who perhaps don't wish to listen to the entirety of Series 1. And, you know, who could blame them? There are some duffers in there. But, you know, it might inspire them to re-listen to the whole thing or listen for the first time to the whole thing. But hopefully we'll be doing a season one recap that will allow people to jump in straight into season two without feeling like they've missed too much. Um, But yeah, that's it. We've had such an exciting year so far. Um, We're very close to approaching 10,000 listens in total, which is something we would never have predicted when we started. Um, But yeah, the last thing I have to say, and and we can only thank you for that, for listening to this, especially this episode, which, you know, in the pantheon isn't going to be remembered. But I'm glad you're here. You're with us on the journey, and that's important. And so we all thank you for that. And there's only one final thing to say, which is... Go catch them all. And by all, I mean your dreams.